everybody, it's me, Emmy. I'm just your average coffee-loving girl trying to navigate life and what it means to follow Jesus. You see, I started this podcast as a way to keep me accountable in my personal Bible reading goals. And also, I wanted to create a safe space to share how I'm applying God's word to my everyday situations. Honestly, I just have a lot of questions and I figured, well, you probably do too. So why not just come along for the ride as I read through my devos and try to figure out life and Jesus. So grab your Bibles, grab your coffee. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. So the title of today's episode is called Ezekiel's Visions. And I wanted to do something a little bit different again. I know like this whole come to life series season um, it's been a little bit different than how I did the last one, but just bear with me because, you know, Ezekiel has so many things going on in this book. And personally, I didn't understand all of them. So I said, hey, let's do a slightly deeper dive or more of like an overview. Because the study book that I'm using gives me like these extra pages that like break down some of these things even further. So I was like, let me share this with all my friends who are along on this journey with me. Obviously, because if you're probably having questions, they're probably the same ones as mine. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Ezekiel's visions, the four main ones that we're going to see in this book of Ezekiel, and just kind of like see what the chapters are, what he's describing, and then hopefully we can unpack the meaning of it together. Um, I'm not going to read all of the verses from all the chapters of all the visions, but we will highlight what they're describing and like where it can be found in case you want to go back for further detail. So let's get started. So Ezekiel's visions were pretty much central to his ministry as a prophet. God gave Ezekiel insight into the destruction that would come into the city of Jerusalem because of their rebellious hearts. Like they were all up in idolatry. So these visions not only did that, but like let them know about the impending destruction and doom that was about to head their way but it was also gonna foretell or it foretold (laughs) the ultimate restoration of all of creation through God's redeeming grace so what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a little overview of the different visions and their meanings so first up is the Lord's glory which we read together in Ezekiel chapter 1 verses 4 through 28 so a little recap Verse 4 to 21 starts describing the four living creatures with the four wheels, and like that was a lot to take in. And then verses 22 to 24 were describing a glimmering presence that spread out above the four creatures. Well, you hop down to verse 25 to 28, and now we're seeing a human-like form on a throne surrounded by brilliant light. And the big question back then and today is still, what even does that mean? So let's unpack that together. Now, after some research through my study book, because they did all the research for me, thank you people of the study book, um, the bright light and the chariot represented the presence of God, which had been in the temple in Jerusalem, but was now appearing to Ezekiel in Babylon. So cue the confusion. Ezekiel's like, what is happening? And the glory of the Lord spoke from the chariot, calling Ezekiel to prophesy but not just prophesy any old message. It was the judgment on Jerusalem because of Israel's idolatry. Like, come on, Israel, get together. So despite the impending judgment, the doom, the gloom of the message, the rainbow in the vision was serving as a reminder of the covenant, the special promise that God had made in the days of our buddy old pal Noah. 
And what was that sign? That God was never again going to fully destroy humanity. Specifically by way of flood. Okay, Noah, don't worry. That's not going to happen again. So, why is that even important? Because this symbol is serving as a reminder to God's coming restoration. And that was kind of a big deal. So, in chapter 3, verse 4 and 7... Then he said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. But the house of Israel will not want to listen to you because they don't want to listen to me. God gave it to him straight. He's like, you're going to go and you're going to talk to them. But heads up, they're not going to listen. Kind of like way back when God told Moses to go talk to Pharaoh, but the Pharaoh wasn't going to listen and let the people go. Like, that's what I remembered when I was reading this. Okay, so that's vision number one. Vision number two is the actual fall of Jerusalem, and that's in Ezekiel chapters 8 through 11. So if you look at chapter 8, verses 5 through 18, in there is describing the wickedness in the temple. Like, our buddy Ezekiel, I love his detail, but we're not going to read it, but you can go back and read it. And basically, he's describing the wickedness in the temple. And then chapter 9, he's describing the slaughter of the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I'm going to just let you go read that too. Then chapter 10, he's describing God's presence and God's glory departing from the temple in Jerusalem, which brings us to chapter 11, where the corrupt leaders in Jerusalem are being described and all that mayhem. And we're actually going to like, well, we see there, right, that the Lord's presence was leaving the city. So what does that mean? Why is it relevant? Why do we care? Well, this unfolding scene of the priests and the worshipers abandoning God to worship idols is the reason, the main reason, the why behind, like, why the Lord's presence appeared to Ezekiel and Babylon in the first place. You know, like, God was not happy with how they were acting. So then the presence of the Lord left the temple and the city of Jerusalem. Like, he was not having it, but he still promised to restore his people and his presence. And we see that promise in Ezekiel chapter 11, verses 19 through 20, where he says, I will give them integrity of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove their heart of stone from their bodies and give them a heart of flesh so that they will follow my statutes, keep my ordinances and practice them. They will be my people and I will be their God. That's pretty wild. That's pretty like, wow. Like, God was not having it, but that's still his people. And so he's like, I'm going to step away for for a minute, but I'm going to come back because I promise that we are going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. We're going to get this together. And then we haven't gotten to it yet in our readings together. But the last two visions are in like the latter chapters of Ezekiel. And this is actually very popularly maybe just around me, but it's popularly preached upon vision, which is the valley of the dry bones in Ezekiel chapter 37, the first 10 verses. So it starts out um, with a valley of dry human bones. And then the Lord commands Ezekiel to speak his word over those bones. And like, it's a whole thing. Cause I mean, if I were Ezekiel, I'd definitely be like, sir, these bones. And you know, We got to find out, like, what's happening, right? So then right after that, um, the Lord asks them, oh, will these bones live? And Ezekiel's just like, 
what everybody's thinking. Like, you Lord would know that. Like, so then he speaks over the bones. And then, get this, wildness happens. The bones rattle and assemble into skeletons. And then, boom, they're covered with flesh. And boom, boom, all of this happened because Ezekiel did exactly as the Lord commanded him. And then, guess what? There's more. The bones. Dry bones, then bones. Fill with the breath and stand on their feet as a whole vast army of living people. Now, let me tell you something. That would have freaked me out. So, you know, better you than me, buddy Ezekiel. But that is like very intense vision. So what does that even mean? Like, why are we looking at a valley of dry human bones? And why are they even coming to life? Well, the bones represented the kingdoms of Israel and Judah in their current state. Well, in their current state, we know that they're divided. They're dead. They're dry. They're ruined. They were not exactly following God. So let's throw in rebellious. But what did we see? Those bones came to life at the end of these 10 verses so god was saying that he was gonna bring back what was dead to life which circling back is a reminder of his promise because he done promised to unify and restore israel how in chapter 11 he said it by pouring out his spirit upon them and giving them hearts of flesh instead of their stone he said it in, in chapter 11, verse 19 to 20 that we just read, like not even two minutes ago. So, you know, here we are in chapter 37, but we're circling back because God made a promise. And now he's reminding them like, hey, I'm still going to do this. So and we see here in chapter 37, um, verses 11 and 14, that these bones are the whole house of Israel. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. In case it wasn't clear in your rememories, Ezekiel, he is letting you know right now again. And as wild as that would have been for me to experience, Loki, I want to. I want to get a time traveling machine and go back and just hang out with some of these old testament characters and be like yo you don't even know like i already read it but you don't even know what's about to happen and then like experience it with them i think that would be so super awesome okay so we're going to now do a quick little overview of the last vision that we're going to talk about today i don't know if i had mentioned in the beginning but today's episode is going to be super short because we're just kind of like throwing in some extra infos your way so now we're looking at the new temple in the new city um, that's Ezekiel's chapter 40 through 48. So eight whole chapters that describe this wonderful situation going on. So chapter 40 talks all about the outer and the inner courts of the new temple. Chapter 41 and 42 talk about the temple itself, including descriptions about its inner chambers. Chapter 43, all about the return of the Lord's glory. All of that. Chapter 44 to 46, new worship in the temple complete with priests, offering, and an altar. Like, let me give you some details. And then chapter 47 to 48 is a new holy land with a river of life even running through it, secure and defined boundaries. Like, we got a whole new holy city up in these descriptions. 
But you know, your girl has some questions. What does it mean? Well, after Israel's rebellion against God, the destruction of Jerusalem and the departure of the Lord's presence, because, you know, we just went through that. The Lord promised that his that by his spirit, he would bring back the dead back to life and restore the ruins of Jerusalem into a glorious new city. So there, boom, the presence of the Lord will return to dwell among his people in a city that will never fall. And that's what's being described in these latter chapters of Ezekiel. But we personally have not journeyed through those chapters just yet. Um, I'm pretty sure we're somewhere we left off, I want to say, on chapter 16. So we still have a little bit of ways to go together before we get to that. But at least now we know what we're looking at when we get there. And I am going to rapadoodle this up with a few verses to leave you pondering in your brain. Ezekiel 43, 2, 4 through 5 say this. I saw the glory of the Lord of I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. His voice sounded like the roar of a huge torrent, and the earth shone with his glory. The glory of the Lord entered the temple by way of the gate that faced the east. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Ezekiel 48:35. The perimeter of the city will be six miles. And the name of the city from that day on will be the Lord is there. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening and being a part of this journey with me. If you liked what you've been hearing, then share it with a friend or drop some ratings and reviews. I'd love to hear from you guys and what you're thinking, how you're feeling. And if this is something that you've been enjoying as much as I've been enjoying going through it with you. Um, so thank you so much. I love you all and I'll see you real soon. Bye.